Okay, what's the story about you having the injury that I want to hear that apparently is a good story? Well, I mean, it's not the best story, but it's relatively funny. It's obviously you can't see now, but like split it all open. It's... Okay, obviously, listening to audio, there's a that Jay is showing me a scar on his uh, elbow. Yeah, it's I can like extend my arm now, so I'm okay. Um, but yeah, I was literally skating sort of downhill, main road to the right of me, and I skated down this path all the time. Um, I don't know, I must have been going maybe 20, 25 miles an hour. I was proper going for it just to, to get where I was going quite quickly. <clears throat> and I ollied over a drain, and as soon as I landed, I hit a broken piece of glass, and it just stopped my wheels dead. <laughs> and I went tumbling straight over. I like, hit my head, hit my elbow, my hips all bruised, load of cars. And the problem is where I'd fallen, there's a... Um, uh, a sort of block of flats and, and often people congregate outside to do whatever they do <laughs> and I received a lot of pointing and laughing from people and I was literally like oh I think I'm dying I think I'm dying. <laughs> so you know I've um I've only complained about it all day every day for the last three or four days so <laughs> nothing too major but my arms my arm use is coming back I just can't lie on my left hand's uh, side when I when I sleep but apart from that I'm okay so lots of pain trauma yeah. depression yeah well you know some people have no sympathy some people have some sympathy I mean it's just part of the deal this feels a very apt way to start our podcast about Mauricio <laughs> Sarri <laughs> yeah I'm excited about this one I'm actually excited because it's, it's going to veer off in ways that perhaps you can't anticipate until you begin speaking. But um, do you want to... Actually, I'll tell you what. Welcome back to the Every Other Sunday podcast. I'm Jay McIntosh, as always, joined by Daniel Childs. And we are... Well, this is an episode... We've got a few more, right? This is an episode that we've been thinking about and, and talking about a little bit for for quite a while that we wanted to do in the off-season, as it were. And we might um, do these in international breaks as well. You know, this sort of series of, of topics, they're probably a good one to do, like October, November international break, where there's nothing to speak about. And, it, and it's worth saying from the outset that this is hypothetical. These these are purely conceptual episodes. These are not in any way sort of what, what we want. We're just discussing ideas, just going down a rabbit hole based off of an initial idea and, and seeing where we end up. So that's the plan. Uh, Daniel, do you want to tell them what what the plan is for this episode? What we're going to be what we're going to be discussing. So this is episode one in our series, the Multiverse of Standards. You know, anyone who's a big Marvel fan or comic book fan will know what a multiverse is. Um, basically, to simplify, a what if scenario for Chelsea Football Club. So the Chelsea timeline as we know it, as we currently sit here in July 2021. Um, basically trying to go back in history over key moments and asking what if it would have went a different way. For Doctor Who fans, this is uh, the turn left version of the Every Other Someday podcast, if you know that episode, uh, David Tennant error. So something along those lines. And uh, it'd be cool, you know, we've got three or four ideas that will go down in the next few months on this podcast. Um, if, if there are any of through history that you'd like us to discuss, please let us know on Twitter, 
dmj because for some reason he loves dms but a multiverse just to let you know what a multiverse is it's a hypothetical space or realm consisting of a number of universes of which our own universe is only one the universe considers lacking order or a single ruling and guiding power so there are probably in if you believe in the multiverse theory there are probably loads of different alternative universes with chelsea football club there is a universe where roman abramovich doesn't turn up and buy chelsea there is a, a universe where Mourinho stays after 2007 um, and maybe as i say this series will give us the platform to speak about that it's a good off-season one where there's no chelsea news happening pre-season has just basically begun and um it's one that we have spoken and discussed and sort of promoted on the podcast. I do want to say when we're releasing this, it is just chance that in the run up to releasing and recording this podcast, Maurizio Sarri, like an interview of Sarri has been released about his time at Chelsea and him basically saying that he thinks it was a mistake of him to leave and apparently the club wanted him to stay. And as we know on social media, this has cropped up Sarri's name. I think he's currently trending actually on Twitter as we're, we're recording this. Um, so listen, we're not doing this off the back of that. Um, it, this has been planned for a while. We've been planning this for like months now. So it's just coincidence and it actually helps us maybe in the case of, of how we're going to build this this alternative universe uh, that Sari apparently, and this is what he had to say, I made a mistake, I didn't have to leave Chelsea, but I wanted to return to Italy. It was an error of judgment on my part. I have to stay. So before we get into our alternative universe and, and the rules of the multiverse that we're going to set out for if Maurizio Sari stays, I want to say this, Jay, I think you and I are kind of, unique in the sense of at least the way Chelsea Twitter presents it of I think we are both fans who enjoyed Maurizio Sarri's time understood his ideas I think backed him till the end would have liked to have seen him continue um, and were sympathetic to him I think at the time but are also people who really of course loved Frank Lampard being here and now I'm really enjoying Thomas Tuchel. We do exist, people. Like there, there, you can enjoy multiple coaches at Chelsea, um, because unfortunately on on Twitter it kind of gives the impression that you can only like one or the other. Um, so that's kind of how we're coming from it. Based on what actually happened, how did you experience Maurizio Sarri's time at Chelsea? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I, I quite I like. I've said this before. I think on the podcast, like I like managers with principles uh, and fundamentals in the way they want to play the game and Sarri is one of the most striking managers at that that you know is, is currently managing at a top level so I was excited when he joined because it meant a change of style or that was certainly the idea behind it um, and we saw that obviously it meant a slight change in players brought in and, and I think that's something that maybe will go down as uh, against his time that some of the players that, obviously besides Jorginho, some of the players that sort of came in and around the, the Sarri time were not not great. And his rigidity with certain things was was of growing frustration for a lot of fans. But he was trying to implement his ideas in the best way that he thought possible. So, you know, that's something I respected. Uh, winning a European trophy, despite being the Europa League, I still still think that's great if you're in it you win it and uh he done that so so yeah and it was 
it was a weird, a weird time. A lot of strange things happened at Chelsea. Like Higuain in a Chelsea shirt, the Kepper incident, um, the style of football completely shifting, and the sudden change really hit a lot of fans and made it quite difficult for them to to adjust. But you know, there there were certain things as well um, that Sarri done, which I I loved, and I think one of those particularly is is the is what we saw from Ruben under Sarri. And that was something that as fans, we all wanted to see. So Giroud obviously playing exceptionally as well. But yeah, I, I still think one year was enough because there was too much going on. And it's, I think those issues will have been there for pretty much any manager. It was just Sarri happened to be such a a shift from what we're used to that maybe that accelerated things for for a large section of the fan base and and yeah it's maybe taken a, a little bit longer for for certain fans and certain players to get over those those issues but yeah it, I like him I liked him at Chelsea I liked what he was trying to do but it was one of those it, you know it was one of those really explosive relationships that needs to end like but the process I quite liked yeah it it was a a bizarre year um unfortunately a lot of my feeling around that year is it cultivated something on social media that we've we spoke about last week with adam newson on the podcast please go and listen to that episode if you haven't already we sort of delved into what it's like to be a, a chelsea reporter from adam's perspective um this sort of divide on social media um that i probably generally think would have happened anyway because we know how social media operates, but Sari accelerated a lot of that and we did see a lot of crazy stuff at, at the time uh, that has probably only continued really and that divide only only widening, unfortunately, in recent years. You can kind of read a lot of my stuff around Sari because um, I was writing for the Chelsea Echo at the time and um, a lot of my feelings on Sari are, are you know, written down basically and um, even though I, I think that, you know, the articles I... Uh, probably not as well researched or as well explained as I probably would have wanted them to be like looking back on them now but you know they're in history my season review or, or my parting sort of um, article to Sari I think was titled the misunderstood one which was the way I sort of framed his time at Chelsea I think he did things that I think needed to happen at Chelsea like an idea of maybe a more progressive vision for the team when the likes of Man City had stormed away with the Premier League title the previous season and, and our football under Conte looked quite stale very quickly. Um, it's easily forgotten that Maurizio Sarri kind of started the youth revolution in a way and most people won't agree with that. Um, but given Callum Hudson-Odoi a start Anfield, starting both Ruben and Callum at Anfield against Liverpool, for me at the time it felt like this is the best it's going to get in terms of seeing youth products in the first team. I think now we, with Lampard's approach and, you know, Mason Mount and Reese James, it's very easy now to, and we hope it's just an accepted norm. But when Sarri was here, you know, it felt like just amazing to, to see those young players be given a chance in the first team. So I think he deserves credit for that as well, as we'll get into. The ground rules for where we pick up from we pick up basically post the Europa League final when we beat Arsenal 4-1 in Baku unless you disagree Jay I think 
my two big things that we aren't going to change in this universe is I think Eden Hazard still leaves. I think he still has to leave. Yeah, yeah. Because that move was going to happen anyway. It was inevitable. He wanted to go to Madrid. I think it was always going to happen. I don't think Sarri staying would have changed that. And also, to make things tricky for ourselves, we're keeping the transfer ban. Um, Chelsea have the transfer ban. So I know a lot of concern that I've seen in, in relation to Sarri staying, on a hype, once again, hypothetically, it's not, it's not reality, would be that he'd make all these awful transfers that would ruin us going into the next season. He would not be able to. At best, he gets Mateo Kovacic, who I think probably still gets signed based on us having a transfer ban and, you know, of course, probably suits Sarri's style a bit more. And yeah, that's where we pick up. I'm going to change one thing, though, as, as Jay brought up, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, Ruben still gets injured, but he comes back sooner. That's the one thing I'm going to change is that the medical... You know, we, in this universe, the medical uh, sort of science has improved a little bit more. And uh, for some reason, you know, he can sort of come back the same time as Callum Hudson-Odoi did in 1920. So that's where we're starting off going into the summer. We still have the fan divide as well. We still have friction around Sarri. A lot of fans want him to go. I think we need to keep that as well. So that's where we're starting this this uh, sequel from. Yeah, I mean, the starting point's hard, right? Because we're post-UEL um, success. Loft is out, transfer ban, fan divide. Hazard's gone. Now, ha- yeah, Hazard's gone. So... I think the first place to look is so that summer when uh, when in in the real world in our world Sari left and Lampard joined we I think it's worth looking at perhaps what would have happened as as Sari stayed where would Lampard be um, I think that might be an interesting avenue for exploration just for for the opening five minutes because I'm still not sure he ends up I'm still not sure he stays at Derby I think he would make a a Premier League move, but I'm not entirely sure where. What do you think? There have been some reports since, you know, Lampard, I think, left Chelsea that he did get offers, didn't he, in that summer? Um, So it wasn't just Chelsea swooping in. Apparently there were other contenders, you know, and that doesn't surprise me because Frank, you know, took Derby to the playoff final, which sure was the norm for Derby, but look at what's happened to Derby since Lampard's left, and you know that's you know they're in a very different place now. Um, he beat Bielsa, you know, um, that was seen at the time as you know one of the most impressive you know championship sides, and you know he he beat them in in the playoff semi final. Um, I think he would have actually stayed at Derby. I think Frank would have stayed at Derby another season which then could lead us to a scenario where certain players don't return to Chelsea because for their development, they specifically we're talking about Fakaro Tomori and Mason Mount. Does Mason Mount return? Does Fakaro Tomori return to Chelsea if Lampard would have stayed at Derby in the championship for another season? Um, I, don't think, I don't think they do. No, I think they make, I think they would come back but would they be part of Sarri's plans? We have heard a report since that Sarri really rated Mount, but I wonder if that's a PR move from him because Mount's yeah. just an, an excellent player now. So it makes him look better to say, oh, I always rated that guy. Um, I'm not sure because in my timeline, in the timeline we're creating, if Ruben comes back, that's a space 
that Mount would occupy. Yeah, but then okay, let's let's go down the route that Mount comes back, but Sari opts to keep Ruben. Then does Mount stay as a squad player, or do you think he makes a Premier League loan or a permanent move elsewhere? Probably not a permanent move because I still think the club would know how good he is as a young player. So do you think he moves like on loan? He probably gets a loan move, and I think Tomori gets a loan move to to Everton. So if Tamori gets a loan move to Everton, does Godfrey come in at Everton or does he stay at Norwich? Norwich. Probably stays at Norwich. Okay, so so Godfrey's staying at Norwich because Tamori's gone to Everton. Mount, you're saying he's staying at Chelsea? But as a squad player. As a squad player. Okay, interesting. So Sari's still here. Mount's a squad player. Tamori's gone to Everton. Ben Godfrey's staying at Norwich. Lampard is still at Derby, uh, perennially finishing sixth, right? Tammy Abraham has just helped Villa get to the Premier League. Yeah. Does he return to the to the Chelsea first team? Because is Higuain going to stay? Because apparently, you know, obviously, Sarri rates Higuain very highly, but his loan move was a disaster. Yeah, I, I don't think Higuain stays based off of fan reaction. Um. So therefore, Higuain goes back to Juventus prior to his move to Inter Miami, right? So he's gone. He's gone back to Juventus. Tammy, I think Tammy comes in, has a preseason, and probably stays, which is which is quite nice. I still believe Giroud is probably the the number one one target. But there is something I want to talk about if if Sarri stays, and that's the Kepa situation. Now, how does that resolve itself? Because despite winning the Europa League, there is no doubt there's friction there. So do you think Kepa, I, I, he probably stays, right? Because of the money paid for. How do you think that would affect the dressing room as such? I don't think it radically changes um, because I think Kepa had actually a decent, rec- uh, quite a decent recovery at the back end of 19, um, 1819 after the Wembley incident. You know, he made some big saves. I think he got back into favour with Sarri. And you think about the Eintracht-Frankfurt uh, penalty shootout. Um, I think there was a more positive feeling around Kepa going into 1920. And he, as a keeper, he suits what Sarri wants to do. That You know, that was the whole point, you know, at the time of bringing in Kepa is, is a, you know, a keeper that is supposed to be good with the, the ball at his feet. And I think that, Sarri probably would have kept him. I think that would have been something that was just an incident that was put behind them. I don't think that radically changes because once again, we're coming in with a transfer ban. Kepa's stock in the summer of 2019 is not the stock he has in the summer of 2021. A lot has happened since the summer of 2019. I think the, most fans probably would have actually been quite positive on Kepa and quite hopeful about Kepa at the time, actually. It's very easy now to influence what we think about him now compared to what we thought about him then. But I think he still stays, actually. And uh, Caballero obviously stays as the backup. I want to move over to Italy in a second. But what I want to do is think, if Sarri stays, obviously transfer ban, how how does that affect outgoings from the club? Who who's, who leaves, who stays? Uh, what happens to Reese? What happens to... We've been through Tomoe, we've been through Tammy, we've been through Mays. What happens to Reese? What about Christensen? Yeah, they're, they're the kind of issues I'm thinking about. I mean, if you think back to the summer of 2019, we didn't have a lot of big outgoings other than Hazard and Morata permanently because um, 
but those were done before preseason got going. So I think that a lot of the squad that started with Frank actually would just I, I, I think the transfer ban would fall Sarri's hand. I think that he'd be forced at least to keep these players in the squad. I think he'd look towards Reese James. Now, the thing is with Zappacosta, right? Zappacosta, of course, goes out on loan. Timoy Bakioko went out on loan. Um, Drinkwater went out on loan, didn't he, to... was It it was Burnley and then Aston Villa, but the Burnley loan move just went so wrong. I think that all of those players would be... Maybe the, the worry for Reese would be <laughs> is that would he keep Zappacosta? Because he did play Zappacosta a little bit in 18-19 as the backup to Dave at right back. However, I think Reese James, given the chance to impress Sarri, I think maybe would still surpass Zappacosta and he'd still go unknown. Yeah, maybe. You just don't know, though, because <laughs> Sarri persisted with Higuain up front. So you don't, you're, never, you're never too sure. Um What's going on? But yeah, I, I would back Greece to maybe to maybe stay as well. Okay, so let's let's move over to Italy then. So Sarri stays at Chelsea. Um, what happens to he replaced Allegri right uh, at Juve? Juve have Ronaldo. I assume they they have Ramsey uh, at this point. What what happens at Juventus? Who who comes in as the manager of Juventus then? So who who's free at the time? I believe Conte is is free. Conte is free. He hasn't officially joined Inter Milan yet, has he? So potentially that opens up the door for him to return, and of course breaks your heart because of course he doesn't go to Inter Milan. Yeah, um, yeah. I would like a, a I like in this scenario a Conte part two. Mourinho doesn't is still not in work. Yeah, he's, he's not been Spurs, sacked, is he? But he's not Spurs yet. That doesn't happen till November. Okay, so do you think Juve go Conte or Mourinho then? Because I'm trying to think of other managers they're linked to a lot, which is uh, they, they were linked with Poch. They were linked, as they always are, with Zidane. We do get Conte and Mourinho. Mourinho Where, returns to Inter it? Milan. Yeah. Conte okay, returns Mourinho. to Juve. Okay, so... Oh, wow. So... <laughs> Okay, so Jose's at, at Inter. Conte returns to, to Juve. <laughs> Will Lukaku... Does Lukaku go to Inter Milan with Mourinho there again? I think I think Lukaku goes Juve. So then Lukaku leaves United to go to Juventus. So Juventus then have a Ronaldo-Lukaku top two. Who goes to Inter Milan as the striker for Mourinho instead of Lukaku playing alongside Lautaro? So who who would have been on the market at the time that was would have been maybe uh, a a Mourinho style player? There weren't many that summer that were moving for for major money. No, and Inter were very keen to to create a a sort of dynasty or at least a, a meaningful title challenge. So, do you think Alexis Sanchez would still go to Inter Milan? Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I can I can kind of see. Jose bringing Ibra to Inter as a as, as a second renaissance Inter. So maybe Zlatan joins you, uh, Jose at Inter. Lukaku stays with Conte at Juventus, who go to a back three. And they play Chiellini, Bonucci, and 
Who'd be that? Well, they don't get Delic that summer, do they? Or do they? Yeah, they do from Ajax. Okay, so I, I still think Delic would sign with well, with Conte. Yeah, probably, probably. Okay, Delic. So Delic's still there. That's fine. <laughs> okay, so you've got Jose Inter. So that so for the following season, I think Juve win the league like they did when Sarri was there under Conte. How far did they go in the in the Champions League? Because of course they got knocked out. In probably the... go out in the groups. Under Conte. No, Conte. Wait, Conte doesn't do anything in the Champions League. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> J- Jose qualifies Champions League, wins it next season with Inter. <laughs> okay, so th- so that's that's what's going on over in Italy. That's fine. Another thing we need to look at is during the transfer ban, we still bought in Christian Pulisic, right? Mm. And was that under Sarri? We the, bought him in January 2019 when Sarri was still here. Okay, so you've got Sancho emerging over in Dortmund. Pulisic is, is at Chelsea. There's clamour for hudson Doy to play regularly. What happens next? So do you want to trickle into the start of next season now that we've sort of covered maybe what happens if Sarri stays, Lampard stays at Derby, Jose's at Inter, Conte's at Juventus, Lukaku goes to Juventus. We're saying Ibra joins Jose at Inter, plays alongside Lautaro. Okay, here's something, a player we did forget. David Luiz stays at Chelsea. You reckon he stays? He stays because of Maurizio Sarri. Oh, Jesus. What about Willian? Willian still yeah. stayed because of, of... I know, but do you reckon he stays with Sarri? Yeah. So, Willian's still going to be first choice, no, not Cho or Pulisic? I think Cho starts... No, because Cho doesn't come back till like September. So it probably does start Pedro. You know, Frank didn't... Had to start with Pedro and Willian, if you remember. Or at least... Mm. No, because uh, Willian came back late from the Copa America that year. At the start of that season. He didn't get on to like the second or third game. So I think Pedro... Because the way Frank started the season, Barkley, Pedro and Mount was like the three behind Tammy Abraham at Old Trafford. Um, but I think obviously we're sticking with the four-three-three. Can I just run you through what what my team would have been if Ruben and Callum haven't returned yet? If we're going from like the first day of the season, I don't think it's that dissimilar to the one that finished the season in Baku. Kepper in goal, Emerson, David Luiz, Christensen, Dave, Jorginho, Kovacic. Kante's injury we'll, we'll change it Kante's injury issues in this timeline don't happen um, Kante gets back to full fitness very quickly um, Kante so that's the midfield the front three would be Pedro um, Olivier Giroud but then who would take up with Willian coming back late from the, the Copa America and Callum Hudson-Odoi still injured the way Frank got around that was playing Ross Barkley and, you know, mountainous kind of wingers, you know, in, in a sense. And we know that under Sarri, Ross Barkley had to come on in the 68th minute. Mm. Any other time, he doesn't play. But if it's the Pulisic. So Pulisic could start yeah. as the left winger, Pedro as the right winger, Livier Giroud up top. That's probably the starting 11 at the, <laughs> you know, in the season. Instead, <laughs> instead of Mason Mountain, instead of Tammy Abraham. Instead oh, of Fakayo Tomori. Kurt Zuma. Remember what's going to happen to Kurt Zuma? Yeah, because now you have you have Louise, Zuma, Christensen, Tomori. But Tomori's gone out on loan. Tomori's gone out on loan to Everton. 
I but I think with the Tamori, if Tamori moves to Everton, I reckon Godfrey still moves from Norwich. I think Godfrey gets signed by City instead of Ake. Manchester's yeah, but Godfrey that would be a year later. Would it? Yeah, that was the summer of 2020 when they signed Ake. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. We'll leave it there. So going into next season, <laughs> how does it <laughs> how does it pan out? Okay, my gut instinct is he doesn't last a season. My gut instinct is he sacked by November. My gut instinct is that Sarri's, as we, <laughs> are we just going to end up where we start? Like, my gut instinct is that the divisions with Sarri, like, I think in a sense, Sarri jumped before he was pushed. And I think he could see the writing was on the wall. And I think he realized that he got very close to being sacked in like the winter months with the 6-0 defeat at Bournemouth, um, Bournemouth 6-0, the 4-0 defeat at Bournemouth, the 6-0 defeat at Man City, the bad run of form there. I don't think, I, I just, I, the way the club was at the time, I just think it would have been a really negative atmosphere going into the season. Um, however, does that mean that he wouldn't get any upturn in form? Jorginho was really starting to find his feet at the back end of eighteen nineteen, like he was really getting into some confidence. And I felt that Sarri, by the end in Baku, I think he was vindicated with what he decided to do in midfield. Kovacic had a really good end to the season. I remember in Baku, he played really, really well. One thing I do want to bring up, though, is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. You know, if Ruben returns early, if Cho return, returns early and both of them get back into the starting eleven, like they were at the back end of nineteen twenty. What happens then? That's a big question. I don't even know. that. I'm also thinking if, if Sarri leaves around November time, who steps in? Pochettino gets sacked in November as well. Does he jump straight into Chelsea? So Poch is sacked, Sarri sacked November time. Lampard's still at Derby. Are we, are we saying that then Lampard doesn't come to Chelsea in January? That he doesn't leave Derby? Maybe Chelsea in an emergency go back to him or so, go to him for the first time in our timeline. In our timeline, they go to him for the first time in November. And let's, in my timeline, I'm going to be selfish and say that Frank is like, he's doing really well at Derby in his second season. Like he's, let's paint a scenario that like they're, they look like they're going to be seriously challenged for automatic promotion this time. Not just the playoffs. And Chelsea okay. are languishing in like 10th. In November. So Ch- Chelsea Langton in 10th. Derby doing well domestically in the Championship. Our transfer ban Sa- is about to be overturned as well. Yeah, transfer ban is about to be overturned. Sarri's gone. Poch is gone. We go to Lampard. What does Lampard say? Does Lampard say, I would love to come to Chelsea? Does I he think wait? He's still, or... I think he still comes to Chelsea, actually. You do? Okay, fine. So Lampard comes to Chelsea in November. Sarri's gone. Poch has now left Spurs, but Mourinho is at Inter. <laughs> so who goes to Spurs? <laughs> Mauricio Sarri. <laughs> you, no way. Nah, no way Sarri doesn't. goes to Spurs. So who goes to Spurs? So Spurs, Spurs were linked. So who left Inter when Conte came in? Was it Spalletti? Mm. So Spalletti... <laughs> Spalletti's free... Um, Allegri is also free, so Allegri could go to Spurs because Cause that, of... cause 
he, they wanted a big manager post Poch. They wanted like a serial winner type manager. Okay, so shall we say Allegri has gone to Spurs? Yeah. So Lampard comes into Chelsea, Poch is gone, Allegri to Spurs, and then obviously Poch is now on his farm in Argentina just chilling until PSG come. Okay, so roll around to January. Transfer ban overturned. Spurs have Allegri, Chelsea have Lampard, Mourinho's at Inter, Conte's at Juve. How's the league looking in January now Lampard's here? And what's well, the squad looking Well, because like? Frank, Frank does still have Tammy, Mason and Reese, And um, by luck, Billy Gilmore has started training with the first team as well. Um, so Frank still has his core group of youngsters. Did we say Tabori went out alone as well? Like, could we fully commit to that? Because I was thinking about numbers. Even yeah. if David Luiz stayed, would that mean Tamori would still go out on loan? Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So he, okay, so he wouldn't have Fakaro Tamori. I think Frank comes in and he does, and he brings Jody Morris and Joe Edwards in, and they start doing what they were doing in the summer of 2019. Uh, a few months later, they bring in Mason Mount because there, there would have been, if Sarri, it was going wrong for Sarri and the similar issues that were happening in the previous year, is that there'd be calls for the youngsters. There'd be calls not only for just one player in Callum hudson Doy. it would now be Mason Mount. It would now be Reese James. It would be uh, Tammy Abraham if Olivier Giroud was struggling up top and sometimes he was deciding to play like a force nine system. And Frank would instantly install those players into the first team. So, okay, so Frank has those players into the first team. Currently, let's say Chelsea are sixth in the Premier League. Mason Mount, Tammy, Reese, they're all playing. Chelsea are doing a bit better. Sarri's a free agent. Allegri's over at Spurs. I feel like Sarri's quite an Arsenal coach. I don't know why. Do you want to put him there? <laughs> Just for a joke, yeah. But <laughs> okay. let's wait till the summer. Let's wait till the summer for him. I still think okay. that they give it to so, Arteta. They give it to Arteta again. Um, but in my timeline, Arteta doesn't last. Doesn't he get shipped out in the summer? Because Arsenal, in my timeline, act like a smarter club. So is that summer 2020? Yeah. So we're still, you know, obviously we're in January, February 2020 now. We're in January, February 2020. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's do transfers. Let's let's do a January transfers. So does Ndombele... Is Ndombele at Spurs at this time? Yeah, because Poch signed... is still there. So I, yeah, I assume... He's, he's gone. Poch is gone. He's no, been sacked. Yeah, but they aren't going to sell a 60 million player within like four months. No, no. So I meant as in, was he signed? Was, is yeah, he there? Is yeah. he there? Okay. Okay. So how do, how do signings play out? Because Chelsea's is overturned. So who did Chelsea sign? Does Hakim Ziyech still become the first signing? Because Frank wouldn't have been there in the group stage... To see Ziyech's performance, potential performance in this timeline, does it still happen at Stamford Bridge? Well, that's such a good one, you know. I don't think it does. I don't, I don't think, think it I does either. I don't think Ziyech joins Chelsea, so where does Ziyech go? Ziyech probably still moves from Ajax, right? Because yeah, I think he so. would have been a big player. Where would Ziyech fit other than Chelsea for 35 million? Because someone would have snapped him up for that amount of money. Probably not in England. Probably not in England. I think I think he's a player that suits Italy. Jose Mourinho gets him. Well, I tell you what, that in 2020, Icardi went from Inter to PSG. Now, I'm not sure that Mourinho would want Icardi to leave. 
he seems like a player that I think he would like. So, Icardi, let's say Icardi stays at Inter. So, Icardi's at Inter. What happens to Cavani at PSG? Where does he go? Because then in the summer of 2020, he, he will eventually go to Man United in our timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Ziyech, where does Ziyech go, man? And then who doesn't move because Ziyech is taking their place? That's what you need to work out. Now, Ziyech could go to Bayern Munich. If Ziyech goes to Bayern Munich, does Sane go to Bayern Munich? I don't know. Because that happened 2020. Ziyech could go to Barca. That seems like a Barca. It seems like a very Barca signing. Mm. Um, so where, where, where should we put Ziyech? Let's go Barcelona. Okay, so then who, who doesn't go to Barcelona because Ziyech is there? So is Griezmann there already? Yeah, he's there from the summer of 2019. Okay, so Griezmann's there. They've got Ziyech. They've, They've got sent Messi. Coutinho out on loan to Bayern for the season. Sent Coutinho out on loan. Does Dembele stay at Barca? Or has Ziyech been brought in to replace him? No, I think they 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 both play at the same time. With Messi and Griezmann? Probably, because it's, you know, Barcelona, they're, they're reaching financial crisis at this point. So, But at this time, though, Suarez is still there. Mm. So one of but, them... Ziyech, but Ziyech isn't going to join until the summer of 2020. If they buy him, are they buying him in 1920 January window? Or are they buying him in the summer of 2020? Gosh, it's the most confusing thing we've done. <laughs> let's, okay, okay right. let's move away from... Okay, so we, we're not buying Ziyech. Not buying Ziyech. Fine. Do we buy anyone in January or post-January? I don't think so. I don't think, I don't think we do. I would like to, for the sake of it, recall... Tamori from loan. Can we do that? In our world, so, we can, yeah. So Chelsea have paid a fee. Tamori comes back. Fine. Does David Luiz then stay under Lampard? I don't think he does. I think Frank probably does the same thing he did before and says, you're going to have to fight for your place, mate. And David Luiz says, no thanks, and he moves to Arsenal again. Okay, so... <laughs> or for so the David first Luiz, time. David Luiz in January this time has gone to Arsenal. So we're in January 2020, yeah? Mm. And David Luiz has probably had an awful start to the season for Chelsea. So he's... Yeah, he's probably scored a load of free kicks, but defensively not great. Okay, so then then we move <laughs> we move after that into the sort of second half of the season. There's going to be no uh, pandemic in our in this universe. We're just going to go yeah, pandemicless, sans pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so how does the second half of the season play out with with? <laughs> I like it how in, in this universe, Sari's only made it an extra few months. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to annoy people, isn't it? This is really going to annoy people. But I think it's made it more fun, actually, rather than him just staying another year. Him leaving in Jan- him leaving in November is... Uh, I think we're getting to a bigger lesson here in terms of t- trying to change time. Where have we put Sari? So Lampard has Sarri's gone on hiatus. He's just... Did we say... No, we said Sari went to Arsenal. So Sarri's at Arsenal, which means... Okay, so Sarri's at Arsenal. But then, what about Arteta? Sarri won't join Arsenal until the end of the season. He won't join till the start of 2021, so the previous season for us. Season just gone, yeah. Arteta will do an interim job until the end of the season. Okay, fine. That's where everyone is. So, do you think Chelsea finished top four then? Yes. Yeah? Is this scraping on the final day? 
yeah, Frank does the the miracle work once again. Uh, Giroud comes good at the back end of the year again. I think that, you know, probably it would be a similar scenario to what happened with Tuchel and Lampard this year is that when Sarri leaves, it's bad, but it's not as bad as the table in terms of places suggests. And there's enough time for Frank to bring in and get the best out of Pulisic. Um, I think... Because one of the interesting things about the early months of Frank's time, he was pretty much just continuing where Sarri had left. He was pretty much picking up with the Jorginho, Kante, Cover midfield. Or sometimes it'd be Mount in there as well when he didn't have Kante uh, alongside Kovacic and Jorginho. And that worked. So the intriguing thing would be is in the early months in November, would Frank stick with pretty much a 4-3-3 that Sarri had but I think that Frank would inevitably switch to a three back at times you know we've got to remember Willian had a really good season under Frank Lampard in his final Chelsea year so does that repeat itself Ruben under Frank Lampard this is another thing if Frank comes in halfway through or like nearly halfway through the season and Loftus-Cheek has started to find form even through the bad form of Sarri does that take the place of Mason Mount well, I'm I'm thinking more. So, let's let's say that we go to the end of the season now. Lampard has got us top four, so we're in Champions League for next season. Reese has done well, Mason's done well, Tammy's done well, all all the rest of the team's done well. Things are coming together in, in, in much the same way they were um, at the end of at the end of the Frank season. It says a lot about the two of us. This this podcast does, um, but fine. So the Premier League winner is Man City or is it Liverpool? No, in this universe, let's give it to Man City again. Liverpool's wait for a title goes on for another year. (laughs) Okay, fine. So City are the Premier League champions. Chelsea, any domestic trophies? Uh, We win the FA Cup. You win the FA Cup instead of losing. This time we win the FA Cup. So Pulisic comes through. We we win the FA Cup. We beat um, interim Arteta. Everything's rosy. Arteta gets booted out. Sarri comes in. Okay, Arteta's gone. Sarri's in. Season's dusted. So you've got Liverpool second, City first. Uh, we'll go. We'll chuck United third and, and Chelsea fourth. It's uh, a it's Chelsea a close win. fourth though. You know, just to keep yeah, the yeah. narrative of the original timeline, Chelsea are clinging on to like its goal difference probably on the final day. So now you have to look at the ramifications of all this. This, this season on the summer transfer market because that summer Chelsea's transfer market was insane. Chilwell, Mendy, Kai, Timo, uh, who else? Thiago Silva and... Did you say Timo? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm missing someone, but... You are missing Ziyech, but of course in this Ziyech, timeline, yeah. Ziyech isn't joining, is he? So Yeah, okay, fine. Um which probably does that mean we still need a Ziash? Because this is the argument we're we're currently having with the with the team that Tuchel has is where is everyone going to play and get minutes? Which is you know the future of some of these players in the. So in... let's let's just iron this out. So Willian's Willian goes. Yep. Pedro goes. Pedro goes. I think Loftus Cheek's injured again. You know, are Chelsea still going to sign Kai? That's a that's a very long term signing. So I think that yeah. Kai probably still happens because Chelsea okay. had been working on that deal apparently since like spring 2019. Okay, so... But so the, the thing I would in. say is that the perception of Chelsea 
because of 1920, was of a more stable, united club. Yeah. yeah. If Sarri stayed an extra few months no, and we're in, like, extra division, but then there's a lot of unity because of Frank, we know things that Chelsea can change very quickly within the space of, like, weeks. So maybe the fact there was a mid-season change doesn't radically change the way we look at the club going into the new year. You know, but the the, the context is, you know, Frank... Here's the the big question, you know, going into the summer is he, I think, you know, he probably still wants Ben Chilwell um, and he's probably, you know, he would get Ben Chilwell. Does he still want Timo Werner? I I think he probably does. Kepa Riza Balaga then have a disastrous 1920 like he did in the original 1920. Because if he doesn't have a disastrous 1920, then do we need a new goalkeeper? In our timeline, are we changing what how Kepa operates in does he become a better keeper in our timeline so does so does Kepa accelerate meaning that Mendy is not bought in I'm not sure I'm not sure I think the the downfall of Kepa is required in order for Chelsea to win the Champions League it it supersedes any multiverse like it just happens it just has to happen um, so but he probably Kepa's still has his his haircuts still improve in this timeline, or are we going to switch oh, yeah. it up where his yeah, haircuts yeah, get yeah. worse in this timeline? Yeah, he's balding. He, okay, he's slowly, <laughs> he's, he's slowly balding. He's becoming a skinhead. <laughs> <laughs> Mendy comes in, Kai comes in, Timo comes in, Chilwell comes in, Thiago. So okay, so so I think things stay fairly normal for Chelsea, but. The way that we've placed other managers means that transfers on the continent would be slightly different. Is Mourinho Inter or is he set fire to the... Uh... <laughs> no, he's set fire. At his age, he's set fire and uh, it's all gone wrong and he's been sacked. Okay, Mourinho's been sacked at Inter. Uh, Conte's had a punch-up with the Juventus board. So Conte's also been sacked after domestic And he's dominance. joined Inter. And he's joined Inter. God, we Ronaldo. really are just... We really are just like... This is like Loki. This is this is like trying to fix the timeline. Like we really are trying to just like set everything back into the original place we found it. But you have to look at does does Barella go to Inter? Does Chiesa go to Juventus? Because if he doesn't, because Mourinho, I don't think Mourinho would sign a player like. Can I uh, can I place Mourinho somewhere just for fun? Okay. So that summer, Leeds get promoted. Bielsa decides, oh, I'm going to go to a different team. Mourinho joins Leeds. For Bielsa, their first season back in the Premier League, he's joined Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Bielsa goes to Juve. Conte is at Inter. Bielsa going to Juve feels like a very strange one to me. It doesn't seem right, but I'm putting him there because we need a bit of chaos because otherwise we're going to retu- return to the normal state of play. Okay. Um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer get sacked in early 2021 in this timeline. Do you want to put Poch at United? Yeah. Okay, so we now have a situation where Bielsa is at Juve, Conte is at Inter, Jose is at Leeds, Poch is at Manchester United, and Sarri has just taken over from Arteta at Arsenal. Lampard is at Chelsea. We make the same signings. Yeah. But he, but Frank, crucially, because we have no pandemic... Frank has a full pre-season this time with the new signings. My my sense is telling me you're going to erase the Tuchel coming in and the Champions League, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Okay, so is there anything else that, that we need to sort out 
um, in terms of summer transfer window for other teams. Um, David Luiz and Williana with Sarri does... Uh, Pedro probably still goes to Roma, somewhere like that. Yeah, Pedro still goes to Roma. Jota still goes to Liverpool. Um, what happened? I bet, would Mourinho like Bamford? Probably not. Probably definitely not. So Rodrigo still goes to Leeds with Mourinho. Here's a big thing from the summer of 2020. Does Lionel Messi stay at Barcelona for another season? Because for a few weeks, it looked like he could be moving. Should we move him? Let's move him to Man City. Okay, Messi goes to Man City, so City don't sign Ferran Torres. No. Um, what happens to Donny van der Beek? Does he sign for United because Poch is there? No, Poch isn't there yet. Poch isn't there yet, right. So Jeez. they probably still make the bad signing that doesn't need to happen. They I probably like they probably still sign Cavani as well. Um, but I'd say after they get battered 6-1 by... Who's at Sp- Allegri Spurs instead of Mourinho Spurs in October? Oli gets to chop and then Botch comes in in October okay, 2020. Fine. Okay. So let's say, so the season just gone. We're lining up for that season now. So just to, just to reiterate, we've got Pep at City. We have Klopp still at Liverpool. Uh, did Liverpool win the Champions League in the season just gone in, in our multiverse? Was no, it the year before? They, it was the year before that. Okay, so who who won post Liverpool? Is it Bayern? Yeah, Bayern. Yeah, Coman scores. So yeah, let's say Bayern. Bayern still win the Champions League because yeah. Tuchel still gets to the Champions League final with PSG. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, fine. Okay, so we've got Pep there. Pep at City, Klopp at Liverpool, Lampard at Chelsea, Sarri at Arsenal, uh, Oli at the start of the season is still at Manchester United, <laughs> Jose's at Leeds. Messi is alongside Pep at Manchester City. Ziyech has stepped in for Messi at Barca where they start going down and out of sleep flames. So the season starts. So let's let's sort of take it to... Do you want to go to November or do you want to go to January? Let's go to January. Okay, so how are we looking in January? Chelsea are in... I'm trying to think because, of course, last season was kind of... Everything was changed a little bit because it was such a congested season knowing Chelsea we still have a winter collapse we still it all goes wrong post like we probably beat Mourinho's leads and yeah and then it all goes wrong for some reason now because it's Frank's in our timeline because it's Frank's second full season does he still if he has like a a similarly like like bad period mm. is he getting sacked because he hasn't had one full season at Chelsea see because there is a scenario that because Chelsea is just a mad club Frank still gets sacked but remember with no pandemic there are fans inside the ground this time yeah oh wow okay so do you think the fan support then keeps Frank for the whole season or do you think he gets sacked? Because I still think he's getting sacked. With the money we'd still spend, probably, yeah, he probably still would be sacked and we're kind of taking away four months of Frank's tenure, aren't we? Three or four months of Frank's tenure. 
which is going to annoy people that we took away in some, you know, I'm sure the opening months of Frank's tenure was like some of people's favorites. So we basically created a scenario where really, I love this. I love this. This is such, I love this because it's properly our podcast. <laughs> we have created a multiverse where really all we, all we have done is basically in Chelsea history, solely in Chelsea history, we have changed about three months that's all we've done I mean, basically we've basically given frank a bit more love we've put Mourinho <laughs> at leeds <laughs> we've put messi at man city we've not given liverpool the title in 1920 ziash has gone to barcelona instead of chelsea he's the yeah, only one of the that. signings last summer that didn't doesn't come so like ziash fanboys are going to be very unhappy ibra's ibra's at inter conte's now at inter gets rid of her Gets rid of Ibra then. Uh, Lukaku and Ronaldo are struggling to work together at Juventus. I tell you what, do you want to discuss something a bit more sensible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Maybe Wait. Put, maybe putting into last week. Okay, yeah. Anyway, so basically, we're back where we were. Uh, Tuchel comes in and we win the Champions League. Yeah. And really, kids, the big lesson of this is you can't change time and multiverses don't exist. Now, we are going to do more multiverse. I... But I, I do think it is, seriously, I just, I think Sarri would have been sacked. Like, I, I do. Now, yeah, the too. the the events in the summer of 2019, another way to look at this is the events in the summer of 2019 were so perfect for Frank arriving that as we know of Chelsea and how quickly things in football change, if the club were quite confident the transfer ban would have been overturned in, like, November, um... Maybe Frank didn't come in. Maybe Frank said, no, I'm going to stay at Derby and I'm enjoying my time at Derby, um, which means that, you know, we, we probably, maybe we, we would have loaned out someone else to Frank that season because we, it worked so well in the previous year. So another youngster went with Frank um, at Derby. I just can't believe that all of this, all we've done is ruin Liverpool and Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, Makes it a proper Chelsea podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Chelsea journalist fan disconnect with all the stuff that happens. Oh, it still around. happens. It still happens. That still happens. Okay. Because Frank getting sacked probably still does, you know, still has maybe even a more negative vocal impact because there would be supporters inside the ground. So Tuchel maybe would have to deal with that Wolves game. with. A, I mean, imagine he had to deal with that Wolves game with a full crowd. As I say, it wouldn't. I don't think it would last very long because we know not only in terms of the amazing results Tuchel produced, but the way Tuchel acted from minute one. I don't think are we, any. Are we going to completely exclude the Super League? Yeah. Yeah, but the Super League. Okay. So, after all of that, after the whole planning that Sarri's going to stay, Sarri only stayed four months. <laughs> or whatever it was i like Lampard. doing a twist no one would have expected that clicking on this podcast let's be honest like no one would have expected yeah. that but i trust me trust me on the next episode we will try and properly multiverse it up uh, but that i think that is the multiverse of what happens like it's just written mm. for chelsea to do it that way and still sack yeah. it's just in a different kind of way you know and we did kind of i mean you think about some of the changes we made elsewhere that's quite radical i mean that is Messi going to Man City that's a massive massive shattering move yeah yeah, yeah sure like if if those things happen you know 
despite what's going on at Chelsea, actually there are ramifications to things sort of outside of outside of that as well because other other situations simply you know present themselves that way. Um, I guess the final thing I want to talk about is if if Lampard leaves or when Lampard left Derby to join Chelsea, does Rooney? What what does Rooney do? Well, Rooney didn't come in till this season, did he? Um, yeah. As a manager, so he, he joined as yeah. He joined as a player um, post Frank, didn't he? I think in like mid nineteen twenty. So yeah, probably for Dar- probably for Derby, I'd say maybe a similar thing occurs. Do you want to do a roundup of how Sarri's the multiverse of Sarri's staying? How that how that pans out? Do you want to round it up? So it pans out as a bit of a disaster. So Sarri stays for basically because the because the board weren't going to sack him and they wanted him to stay. So he stays with a transfer ban. Can't get any new players in to truly fit his system. And he's kind of working with players that he'd got good stuff out of. But the fan disconnect to his tenure is only going to get worse, not better. The next dip that he has is fatal, which I think you could have predicted in normal time anyway. You know, in every, all, multi, in every multi, in every multi, <laughs> in every universe we predict. I don't think Sarri lasts a season, unfortunately. That isn't to say that Sarri is a bad manager. Not it's at all. how Chelsea operates, and it's, it's a culture ha- clash. It's what we've be- it's what we've picked up. You know, fundamentally, these are two worlds colliding that probably should have never collided in the first place. And in reality, seriously. I- I do question the Chelsea board for ever hiring Maurizio Sarri in the first place. It's like, once again, you question why certain coaches are appointed at the club without the foresight or like the the real deep football background of yeah. how are they going to impact the club culturally? How are they going to deal with us and what the board actually expects of them? My general concern, and this has never kind of gone away, is that Sarri was appointed because they had a problem with Antonio Conte that they need, needed to sort and Sarri was the hipster big profile manager at the time that everyone was talking about around Europe because of the amazing work he'd done at Napoli. Look at the style of play. Look at how amazing he is. Everyone's bigging him up. Like even with It's worked perfectly with Thomas Tuchel, you know, but Tuchel suits Chelsea a lot better. But when we were hearing reports back in January before Frank got sacked that Chelsea were looking for a German coach, why are we looking for a German coach? Are we looking at a German coach because... This is kind of the profile of manager we want with the style of play we want as a club generally moving forward. Is Tuchel the, as tough as it is to replicate who Tuchel is as a coach, is this sort of the the profile character, you know, the set of attributes we're generally looking for in a coach? Or is it because a Jurgen Klopp won a Premier League title with Liverpool? And once again, it's like in vogue to have a German coach. Some of the responses to the tweets we, we put out about this episode prior to recording... <laughs> Almost everyone's just been like, Sarri still gets sacked. Yeah. <laughs> and they were right. I wanted to disagree. Do you know what's hard as well? It's hard because I I just don't think there's any part of my being that wants to possibly erase the fact that we won a Champions League. No. No, that's, that's the difference between where we're currently living it with Tuchel that hasn't really ended. I think the fun thing in future episodes, I think this was a good one to do because... 
it was just something that I think both of us were interested in. I think in future yeah. ones, I'm intrigued to go back to like 2008 or 2007 and ask. Yeah. My big one is if Jose Mourinho didn't get sacked. First time. First time. Because the whole manager merry-go-round at Chelsea wasn't by design. Like it's kind yeah. of become design, but like it was post because it went wrong with Josie. My big question is if it did not go wrong with with Jose in the first place, would the culture of the club be very different now? That's a massive question. Because that's kind of, you could say, you could track it and go, that was the moment Chelsea, in terms of the way they looked at managers, changed. And for that, you have to tune into the Multiverse episode part two, people. Mm. Part two. I guess that'd be the one we do next now that it's been uh, yeah. spoken into existence. Mm. My, I mean, my favourite thing about that is obviously the uh, the Cantona moment. <laughs> but that's bound to be the case. I think that's everything. We will go back to doing post-pod ramble and chatting i guess when the season's in full swing listen to our podcast last week with adam newson uh i would recommend listening to that because that's quite an important podcast it, it sort of veers away from some of the the slightly less important things <laughs> that we talk about on this podcast um so i really would recommend that especially if you're interested in journalism if you're a a student and wanting to know what it's like to to be a reporter um especially in relation to how fans and journalists uh, coexist and what the relationship is like there. Uh, I would strongly recommend that. Um, have you hit 25,000 subs yet on your YouTube channel? No, it's 24.3, getting close to 24.4. That is exciting. So that's something to look forward to. But yeah, like you say, every time, play it loud from your car in busy places, share it with your family, um, if you've got any issues, DM me at son of, uh, son of Lampard on, on Twitter. That's my burner account. If you've got, you know, that's just the way it is. Um, but yeah, like, review, do whatever you've got to do. Make sure you catch us next time where we'll undoubtedly be covering something. Yeah. We'll see you again. Bye-bye. <laughs>